0: This is the North Riverside Library Tech Team podcast. Mike Bradley here, and in a moment, I'll be joined by Empress and Sarah from the Library Tech Team. This week on the show, we're talking about family matters. Specifically, the different ways that technology is keeping our families connected during quarantine and sometimes frustrating us too. We also give out some more book recommendations from our favorite library apps and discuss some items from our past that have recently resurfaced in our lives. There's also a little Game of Thrones talk for some reason. But before we get to all of that, I just want to remind everyone to keep checking the library website, www.northriversidelibrary.org for the latest information on when the library will reopen. I also want to remind everybody that the library staff is still available even while the building remains closed. If you or someone you know has a technology question, or would like to speak to someone from the tech team, or anyone else at the library, please email us at tech at northriversidelibrary.org, or you can call the library at 708-447-0869 and leave a message. We check those messages every day, and we'll be happy to get someone to give you a call. Now, on to the show. Let's get into some family matters. Quarantine edition. I think we should let Sarah start because you had a you had a really big family event this week. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally did. Uh, so I'm talking to you guys from a new place completely. We've moved out of uh, the apartment we lived in for about five years and we're in a we're new, some new digs.
0: And quarantine. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is uh, that's a challenge.
1: Oh well. If you thought moving was hard, moving during a quarantine even harder. <laughs> and I, I felt like for a, for a good 3 weeks it was like nonstop.
0: Yeah, so uh, what was that
1: like? I, it was really difficult to coordinate like getting movers in to get rid of cuz we're we're on the set we were on the second floor of an apartment and it was not going to happen uh if, if it was up to us to get the big bulky furniture pieces out Mm -hmm. but coordinating with the movers to get only like two or three of them in to uh make sure no one was in the apartment at the time for them to move everything and then that no one was in the house we moved into uh for them to move everything in but making sure that they knew where everything went was just like a logistical nightmare
0: did they did wow. the did your did your movers uh, cooperate with the uh, social distancing? Did they did they did they have masks on <laughs> and, and that kind of thing? Well,
1: I insisted on that. I made sure that we had masks out. Um, Yeah, I wasn't playing no games with that. Uh, one thing that really helped was um, use a lot of like the like we do for the podcast, a lot of Google Doc. Uh, shared files that everyone could look at and like see okay this couch goes in this room and it was all laid out that way which was really helpful so um thank god for the technology in in that regard but uh at the same time it was just oh my god it was a mess i we had to move um uh like an armchair from one end of the house to the other up some stairs and um it's not it's not in it's not my calling to to be moving furniture around let me tell you
0: <laughs> Especially. Not- <laughs> that's a good idea though that you you say you, you like actually planned it out beforehand using um using the google docs that's actually like a yeah. really good idea you know i didn't i i moved early, a little earlier during the quarantine back at the end of march and um and we didn't have that stuff coordinated well at all. <laughs> so, and our movers were not really serious about following the guidelines. They didn't have the masks, um, anything like that. And we basically just got them to get it into the truck and then get it into the new place as quickly as possible. And just kind of left it all piled together. And then we dealt with it. So it sounds like you were better better prepared. I was just, I was Particularly nervous
1: about having people in the apartment. I mean, like letting our landlord know that we're moving and getting that pressure from her to be to be like, you know, I need to show the apartment um, to get some more people in there w- before you guys are out. Uh, really, really riled up my my anxiety about this virus. So I made <laughs> sure that the, that the movers, at least like on that end, you know, we were protecting ourselves as much as possible
0: that's true we had the same we had the same problem at our at our old place like right up until like the last week of march they kept trying to show our apartment before we moved out and yeah that's very stressful eventually my wife just told them to stop she was like you guys we, we can't be we can't be letting people in here anymore and um they did they did put a stop to it for the last like week that we were there but yeah this whole thing gets everybody um Gets everybody feeling nervous. You, once you avoid people for so long, you start to see anybody as like a potential threat.
1: <laughs> uh, it's, it's a funny story. Like, so last night we had all that rain, and the street we moved into flooded completely. My father was in a state of panic that the house, of, like the basement, was gonna flood, and then a group of the neighbors all like. Uh, banded together to try to sweep some of the water out of the way um, and we were the only ones with masks on like standing on our porch like should we join or <laughs> uh, it doesn't look like six feet to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true so but you made it you made it safely
1: yeah thank god well done. Um, i'm speaking to you here uh internet connection finally it was a couple of days without internet and oh my god
0: oh right yeah you just don't oh. even know how to deal with that these days especially now in the in the whole quarantine situation what did you do
1: well thankfully i planned ahead right i downloaded some ebooks i made sure that they were like downloaded onto my devices i um had some digital copies of some tv shows already on a hard drive so i i put those on my computer just, get me through because uh for some reason uh the new place we have we're we're living in is has no signal so like no it was no internet and no cellular service. So you really couldn't do anything.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah I, I
1: was prepared. Some other members of my family weren't as prepared.
2: <laughs>
1: uh which led to like, you know, a bit of a
2: a situation <laughs> understandable understandable <laughs> oh
0: well i'm glad that you're you 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 finished you made it you got it all you put all that behind you and then you can like move move or resume somewhat normal life under quarantine standards anyway
1: i just want to give a quick shout out to all the streaming services that allow you to download uh an episode or a film or something to watch offline Mm-hmm. Whoever came up with that idea is a pure genius. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you.
0: Yes, we, we're relying on them. We're relying on them more than ever to be these honest. days. <laughs> well, how about you, Empress? What's, uh, what's, what's, what's going on with you these days?
2: Uh, what's going on with me? Uh, my brother, his birthday is j- just passed, and he actually went off. Um, to the middle America and also a little bit of the South America. He went to Utah, Montana. Um, he, went, he touched a little bit of Texas, Colorado, and he's driving, m- mind you. He's not doing any type of uh, flying on the plane. So he's really? just, yes, it's just him and his son. And the only means of contact, especially in the mountains, is like FaceTime. So we've been FaceTiming often or we've been using like the Google Duo because my mom, she, she's an Android, so we have to compensate for her and we, uh, we have to download that app. But um, it's mm-hmm. Android
1: users always messing it up for everybody. <laughs> to be honest, you always
2: have to add an extra app to, to, to actually add them on, you know, and join the fun. But um, my mom, she was happy because she didn't know that her phone actually does that. So um, she was getting used to it, and she was actually seeing the sights. They took so many pictures on Mount Rushmore. Oh, my goodness. It was so pretty. Oh, that's kind of a brilliant idea to take yourself on a road trip. Yes, like he's the type of, like, guy he cannot stay at home. He has (laughs) to go somewhere. It doesn't matter whether he's flying, driving, taking the train, Greyhound. He has to go somewhere. So um, and also he wanted to take his son with him because it's it's his first road trip. And plus, who wants to be cooped up in the house on a quarantine? Let's go. And he was so amped to, to go. And he's been playing with his tablet using Google Duos, too, with um, his grandmother. And uh, we're just, you know, just been trying to keep keep up with. The news, you know, hoping to come back to work and going to the malls because I really miss shopping right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, well maybe maybe some shopping will be on the horizon soon if we get to move into the uh phase three of the what do they call it? The oh my goodness! Illinois Restore <laughs> Plan or <whatever>. yes,
2: <laughs> that. Pack it
0: <laughs> Might not have to wait too much longer I don't know I, I'm, I'm going to try to keep staying Away from people as much as possible <laughs>
1: Agreed Agreed <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Well that's that's good I think I said on an earlier episode That nobody uses Google Duo So I guess, I guess finally we're seeing that Start to
2: change <laughs> <laughs> We're finally using Google Duo For those who want to try it out Download it It's free <laughs> Okay how does it compare to FaceTime number? Oh, um, I would say that it's similar by concept, but different by interface. Oh. So yes, like, you know, you have your contacts, you'll have your recent calls, you have your missed calls, but the interface within itself is totally different. Um, you can tell Google has its touch, with especially with the lettering and the style, it, you could tell it's a Google touch. But it's not hard to to use, especially if you're new to using a cell phone or new to using any type of like actual FaceTiming or uh, uh, video chats uh, apps. Then yes, I would say Google Duo is pretty suitable
0: for a first timer. That sort of brings me to, to my family matters, which is um, that there is just too darn many of these video conferencing apps. And <laughs> it is causing yep. some serious trouble. So, I mean, for myself, it hasn't been too bad because for our, for our work meetings, you know, we've been using Zoom. We use Skype for this, uh, for this podcast, and, and those have been working pretty well. But my wife seems to be on a different video conference app, at all times she's using she's using zoom she's using webex she's using GoToMeeting. she's doing like she she goes to a gym and they're doing um like workouts at home on facebook live she does these like she does these church things these like church small group meetings on these various things there's always like an issue trying to get it set up the first time always
2: like, yes it
0: never, yo it never works it never, works. never sure. it never it never works there's always like it's the time and then I hear all this noise like what's going I can't hear you you know there's <laughs> she's hooking up laptops to the tv to like broadcast the, the larger screen while she's also like calling in on a cell phone she'll have like three screens in front of her to, try to do one of these meetings um, I'm having to run in and do tech support on these things. There's too many. And there's more coming in all the time. You know, like you said, Google yes. Duo, um, uh, Google also is pushing um, Google Meet. Oh. I don't know if, you've seen, if you've seen Google Meet, if you've logged into Gmail recently, you might have seen an ad for it. Facebook Messenger is trying to get in on the whole video conferencing video conferencing game. It's there's too many. WhatsApp. There's too many. There's too many. It idiots. is. Google Hangout, still around somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> am
1: I, am I understanding this correctly? Am I understanding that Mike, Mr. Open Source, mm-hmm. is complaining that there are too many options for something?
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Good point.
0: I mean, you know, competition is good for the marketplace. Um, but uh, how come none of them seem to just work easily? <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah,
1: they, they all like there's always some sort of issue every time all of them. Just, there's not just, a, like a perfect app.
0: Somebody either. can't you, you can't see somebody somebody's camera doesn't, doesn't work. You can't hear somebody else. Um, people are constantly like freezing up in their little little box on the screen. Um, I mean, have you been watching the um, the Governor Pritzker updates? Um, Oh yes. Like even even he can't get it together. The governor can't get like a stable you know feed from his you know from his mansion or whatever. Even he can't get like (laughs) shaking my head. (laughs) He can't get through a speech without freezing up. It's just it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean I guess I guess it's good to see that you know it, it, it it pretty much affects everybody. Well, I'll, I'll be glad when, when, you know, one day we can get off of these video apps and get back to, like, actual actual meetings with people that you don't have to wait for, um, you know, the connection to become stable.
1: Absolutely. Like, this kind of technology is the sort of thing that, like, 20, 30 years ago was such a dream to have, have like, a f- video in phone. Uh, all sci-fi movies and books had it. You know, like, we we dreamt of this kind of technology for so long and we still can't get it right. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
0: Insane. Exactly. Yeah, the the um the dream is better than the reality in this case. <laughs> well, thanks guys. Uh, want to get into some reading recommendations? Anybody read anything good lately? Oh boy. I oh,
2: certainly.
0: Be- before we do that, I want to give a I want to give a shout out to Carlene O'Brien. Our own Carleen uh, has been absolutely, You know, we've got some work to do to catch up to Carleen, because um, have you been seeing Carleen's posts on Facebook? Um, Carleen has a has a series. It's called Carleen's Corner, uh, where she gives out her book recommendations on Facebook. Oh, and
2: <laughs> oh, <thank
0: you. laughs> yes. Oh,
2: that's adorable. They are
0: they are adorable, and Carleen is just absolutely killing it with the traffic on Facebook. She has some of our most popular posts, I, so we we'll to, to, to catch up.
2: I'm not surprised. She is a go getter.
0: <laughs>
2: Carlene is one of our more popular employees. <laughs> that is also true.
0: <laughs> well, they're are a lot of fun. They're just um, some short uh, short clips that you can see on uh, on our Facebook page. Those the, those are those are fun. If you miss Carlene, you can uh, check those out. Um, who wants to go first? Sarah, I do you the honors. You're, you're a pro at this. Oh,
2: thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'll go first. So if,
1: if you guys have seen me around the library, you know that I have a thing against uh, the genre of mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so this pick is going to come as a shock, but I've got what I, I think is like in a very controversial mystery pick you'll either love it or you'll hate it because it's got such a crazy twist ending. Um, The book is called I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reed. Uh, It's a very short, quick, quick read. Uh, You'll get in and get out really quickly and you'll not know what happened to you. I can't give too much away because it'll sort of ruin the whole experience of the book. Um, But it's, Basically, uh you're in the perspective of an unnamed female um who is thinking of breaking up with her boyfriend on a trip to his parents' house. Um and it just ends up where you did not expect it to go. It's a great book and it's available right now on media on demand uh to download. So place a hold or get in line for it, because it's a good one. It's a great one to talk about with your friends,
0: too. Okay. To make a little book out of it. Very, very good. Um, we'll put a link to that in the, uh, in the show description. We'll link to all of these things that we're talking about, so you can uh, can check those out. Uh, how about you, Empress? Read anything good?
2: <laughs> um, actually, I've read a classic, but a more modern version of it so i've read monster by walter d myers but i read the graphic novel version of it and it's i I loved it because like if you read the original version of monster it's more of a play written style and he like the um the graphic artist he takes that And he actually puts it in a graphic novel. Actually, you're, you know, you're seeing the words in action. And also, it's on Hoopla, so you could be more interactive with it. And also, I like how the artist, he was very in-depth with certain aspects in the book where you're like, oh, my gosh, I wonder how this scene in court was brought out in actuality, and you can actually see, you know, color scheme and, act- and, you know, emotion through those pictures. Now, if you don't know the background of the book, it's basically, well, I don't also want to give too much away, but it's about, about a young boy who was wrongly convicted, and he has to prove his innocence. So, um, if you've read the original, you'll love the twist at the end and the, when you're seeing the twist being brought out as a graphic novel it's amazing it's, I would truly recommend this book to those who's, who are into like a classic um, YA book as well as you know if you're into graphic novels I would re- truly recommend uh, Monster
0: okay this is not the first time you've, you've talked about a Hoopla being good for the, um, you know, for the graphic novels, or for the comics.
2: Yes. And like, I, I mean, like, you're, you're more interactive with it. You're, you know, you'll actually go through it even in a day or even a few hours, you know, um, if you're really a comic book geek or you're you're trying to dive into it and you're kind of scared they have so many genres to choose from it. You can basically pick anything. It goes from real history to science fiction, you know, it, it, the choices are endless. So I truly recommend the hoopla graphic novel area. I, I, I truly recommend that.
0: Um, I'm also going to recommend uh, a mystery and this was actually recommended to me by one of our patrons. So let me give a shout out to our patron, Jeff, who put me onto this book called, it's called People of Darkness by Tony Hillerman. And um, this is also, you can find on Hoopla. And um, I have not read a mystery in quite some time, but this was a pretty good one. It is, it's about a um, a policeman um, who is, um, Um, on um, the Navajo reservation um, in New Mexico and he's a he's a Navajo policeman who gets hired by um, a wealthy family to try to get back some stolen property Um, but of course you know the mystery goes much deeper than that and involves um, uh, you know like a conspiracy going back many decades and uh and the whole time he's trying to decide if he's going to take a, a job offer to go join the fbi um as he says to to go into the white man's world or to stay working on the reservation and i thought it was a pretty good mystery it's not new at all this is i think the book came out in like 1980 so kind of a, an obscure pick but um you know good mystery keep kept me entertained um, a little grim, actually. I could have done with like a little less death in the book, but maybe that's just because I'm already, uh, you know, feeling anxious about the quarantine. Um, <laughs> but if you like mysteries, check that out. This was the first time I used the Hoopla app for ebook, and not for. Usually, I use it for the uh, for the movies function, but uh, the Hoopla app um, it works pretty well as an e-reader as well. So check that out. What I particularly like, because I'm not a fast reader, I'm a pretty slow reader, as Carlene gets on my case about all the time. Um, you know, I don't read very many books. This was the first book I've read all year, which is an embarrassing thing to admit, but it's true. But uh, what I like about reading like reading an ebook is, rather than look at how many pages, I like how it shows you the percentage of where you're at. So I know if I check it out and I have, you know, 21 days to read it, then I know I need to read like 5% of this book every day, you know, and it keeps me on track. So, so that's what I did. And that, uh, that worked out well for me. Shall we get into who's back of the week?
1: All right, let's
0: get into it. Sarah, uh, I no. understand that, that you have a, you have a who's back. I do a
1: who's back and who's been back and who <laughs> will always be back. I'm assuming is uh, astrology. Astrology. Yeah, but this isn't, uh, what's really trending these days isn't like your, you know, your your grandma's astrology at the back <laughs> of a <American laughs> magazine. Um, people are, these days on the internet are really into checking their whole birth charts and like understanding where all their planets are um, and what that means. Um, and thankfully, we live in the digital age, so there's some great apps if you're curious about your birth chart um and your breakdown of your personality uh that you can use. Um one of the most popular is a social media app called CoStar, which allows you to not only get the lowdown on your birth chart, but also uh your friends and see how you're compatible, um, see where you might differ or have uh some tension in your relationship because of some opposing planets and stuff. Uh Think what you want about astrology. I think that it's a fun time. I think who doesn't like to hear about themselves um, and think about themselves deeply in that way? I think we all sort of have that kind of curiosity. So (laughs) sum up, for for CoStar, all you need is to know your birth date, place and the time you were born. And it'll give you your entire birth chart um, in really quick and easy to understand descriptions. Um, Empress and I are friends on CoStar, I think. Aren't we? Yes we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and besides just like uh, sharing these things with your friends and and you know getting the lowdown on each other, if you the app also gives you um, daily updates on like astrological uh, phenomena that could be affecting you in your daily life and in and, and be like due to your birth chart in which ways. Um, Another great app you can use if you're deeper into astrology um, and you know your birth chart and you want to know more about, like, uh, bigger um, generational patterns is called The Pattern. Um, It's a little more complicated, but requires the same as CoStar. You just need your birth time, your um, birthplace Mm -hmm. and date. um, And it'll give you really, really in-depth analysis of... Uh, sort of the trends in your life and things that you may be experiencing that other people in the world may be experiencing
0: as well. Um, so not <laughs> one, but two. Two astrology apps. Yeah.
1: I think uh, there's different levels, people that people are into it. Some people just care about like, am I compatible with my boyfriend? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Um, <laughs> and for that I recommend <laughs> <my best arm. laughs> uh but if you're uh taking it a little more seriously as people seem to be doing more and more these days uh i recommend the pattern
0: well i've never been big into the astrology theme, but maybe i'll have to check these out <laughs> see what it tells me
1: It'd be very interesting mike i know that you're a virgo
0: which yes. makes so much sense
2: <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's very true i see i don't
0: i i don't i don't i don't i don't know what you guys are talking about but people always say that kind of thing and I, I, you know, I never have been in on it, so um, maybe I should check it out. I'm, I'm kind of scared to see why. Why are they saying that? Why do they say that makes sense?
2: It don't be scared.
0: <laughs>
2: Just, Just embrace
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. Thanks for these recommendations. <laughs> I will think about it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Empress? Who's back?
2: who's back who's back is this game and this game I call is Choices now you never heard of Choices? I have yeah yeah oh oh, yeah yes yes it's a common game but um, if you're new to it Choices is basically a storytelling game where you have to decide your fate basically or decide your own story or you choose your own storyline so for instance let's say like I was playing one about going off to college and deciding whether or whether or not if I want to go off and get a job or go away and study abroad now like in between there are times where you'll have tasks to do and you have to have choices for those and you can earn, you know, say coins, tickets, things of that nature. And there's also other stories within the um, choices app as well. They have mystery, they have romance, they have comedy. And also um, you can create your own. I mean, it's, different you can always customize it and also you can customize your own uh avatar in every single um storyline so you can choose whether whether or not if you want to be a girl or a boy you know or whatever you may choose and also it's it's new to me because i'm always into like like thumb play games on my phone. So this is more so like, okay, I'm actually quote unquote reading and playing a game at the same time. So for it to keep me going, I would suggest playing um, Choices. And if you're into it, like a thumb game and actually like playing an action game, but you're still in the retro you should download Crazy Taxi. It's <laughs> it, Yes, they actually have a mobile game version, oh, a gaming version app for Crazy Taxi. It's Sega, I thank you for, you know putting that on us at a very young age because Crazy Taxi is a classic. Like if you're into Dreamcast and you're into like picking up, collecting coins taking people to their their certain destinations at a certain time, then that's also a game for you. Oh, crazy. That is a
0: a great who's back. Shout out to the Dreamcast.
2: Yes.
0: Underrated console. (laughs) (laughs) Very,
2: very. They have so many classics and I'm happy, you know, they took the time out to make it into a mobile app. So download it, put it in your app, Store wish list, something.
0: <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that one in a while. I might have to go revisit that. And the choices, that sounds a lot like the um, um, what the old people like me remember the the great choose your own adventure books.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: <laughs> from, from like the 80s, man. When I was like you know 10, 11 years old, that was just the peak of literature right there. Was the, the choose your own adventure. Book. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: the Goosebumps books. Oh my goodness, choose your Goosebumps, own. Goosebumps.
0: Uh, I was a little early for that. That was a little after my time.
2: Mm, um. Goosebumps.
0: <laughs> they, they
2: had their own little things too. That choose your own like ending. I was like, okay, but they actually put in a game. So, hey, download that too. All
0: right. Very good. I have I have one who's back, and uh, that is. The year of Linux on the desktop. Uh, <laughs> what? Again, you know, <laughs> if it's, uh, <laughs> I'm afraid that once again it is the year of Linux on the desktop. You know, gotta gotta love the open source software. So, uh, to give you a little backstory here, um, before this you know pandemic came about, uh, I want to say maybe back in November or December. I was uh I was stuck at home. My wife was um out of town. I had a lot of time on my hands and I didn't really know what to do. And I went to um I went to this place called Micro Center. Have you heard of this Micro Center? It's um it's a computer it's like a computer store that it seems like it is existing sometime in the early nineties. It is a real time capsule wow. when you when you go in there, you know, like you got You got a bunch of guys in like white tits and ties, uh, you know, trying to trying to upsell you on a laptop. It's a, kind of a weird scene, but they had they had some really cheap laptops. I got this laptop from them for like it was like one hundred and fifty bucks that um, the guy tried to talk me out of buying. He was like, this thing's going to be really slow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to put Linux on this thing. It's going to be a mean machine. And um, uh, he's like, yeah, well, OK, it's your money, whatever. And so he sends me this cheap (laughs) laptop. um, I proceeded to um, to bring it home and go crazy with the Linux. I I installed so many different varieties of Linux on this thing, and I wasn't happy with it. At one point, I tried to install Android on a laptop, um, which I which I don't recommend you do. Um, (laughs) Little known fact: Android is based on Linux. It's actually a fork of linux but um, i tried to get that going i ended up completely like um you know making it (laughs) non-workable i couldn't even get the thing to boot up after that um so uh, that was a bad idea and anyway this laptop sat in a sat in a box uh for several months um you know then we moved here and then you know we're stuck in quarantine and i thought you know what i'm gonna pull that out again see if i can rescue it Better success this time. Went back to the good old tried and true, one of my favorite Linux distros, Linux Mint. I uh, made myself a, a, a USB drive to boot from. Got Linux Mint going. Revived this cheap laptop. Not gonna wow anybody with its speed, <laughs> um, but uh, oh, wow. but but you know what? I, I I got it working. I was able to get. Uh, get the Chromium browser going, you know, I was, I was, I was browsing Reddit on, on fully open source, uh, you know, software at that point. So you don't, you don't need, you don't need fancy windows. You don't need, you know, Mac OS. You can get yourself a free operating system. that will get the job done. Check out Linux Mint. It's a lot of fun, good little project for an afternoon. Let's, let's do it, folks. We could make 2020 the year of Linux on the desktop. <laughs> <laughs> Linux on the
1: desktop. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: That was a great, great pause. I th- I'm, clear, I'm the only person who cares about this. I think the <laughs> year of Linux on the desktop joke is like, it's like a joke that like I'm the only one in on. When I run around the line. But, uh, I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to I'm going to keep it up. Open source software. is where it's at.
1: Yeah. We, we got to make this into a whole movement. You know, <laughs> you should, you should uh, once a library opens up, you should teach a class and should it recruit people, start a Linux on the desktop club.
0: Yeah. You get a whole like grassroots movement going. Well, you know, before we wrap up today, I'm afraid that we have one more segment and that is what people are mad about on the internet today. And, um, um, this is actually, I'm a little late coming to this. This is more of a, what people were mad about right when the quarantine began, but i uh, not quite too late to talk about it. And that is one of Sarah's favorite subjects, Game of Thrones. Yes, even in Game the
2: quarantine,
0: people Game of are mad about Game of Thrones because uh, what happened was right at the beginning of all of this, when people were, you know, various places in the country were being told to stay at home, shelter in place, what did people do looking to fill their time they started revisiting game of thrones which means that we got a lot of uh, a lot of commentary about like oh i'm starting to watch game of thrones again and i'm already mad knowing how badly they're going to mess up that last season (laughs) 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 so the 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 hottest topic of like 2019 became a hot topic again now what i particularly want to know from you sarah is uh, as a writer, how do you feel about renewed criticism of that final season of Game of Thrones? God, look,
1: I've got I've got a, a couple takes on this. All right, I think that Game of Thrones started what in like 2010, before um, the sort of binging culture revolutionized the way people wrote and made television. It was never intended to be something that you watch over the span of a few weeks. And I don't think that is, uh, it does any service to the like, great writing in the first few seasons to watch it that way. Um, so, starting from the, the very beginning of Game of Thrones all the way to the end, like, TV culture totally changed. Um, and what people were expecting of the way things are written, um, and the way things are produced totally changed. So not only were the writers of Game of Thrones, like dealing with the the sort of legacy that they built up for themselves or, you know, previous six, seven seasons, whatever it was, um, of being the most shocking, the most, uh, rule breaking uh, show on prestige television they're also like dealing with the fact that people have these expectations about how things are supposed to wrap up and be written now that it's supposed to be like one consumable unit um, that doesn't change from beginning to end at a television show did they um, crap the bed as they say <laughs> yes yes <laughs> the best written finale ever no (laughs) (laughs) but it like but i my thing is i dare someone to write a better finale for like to produce a under those same circumstances to make a better uh finale to the biggest show of all time it was going to disappoint no matter what um it, it was never going to not disappoint so to expect it to be like oh this is perfect uh, from beginning to end it's just like um fanboy idealism that's a little bit immature now am I making excuses for terrible writing maybe <laughs> um, am I disappointed at uh the sort of pacing of it absolutely but I just think that the circumstances of when that show came to be and how um, television and media consumption has changed drastically in the last decade set it up for failure. And, it, you know, just don't watch the last season. Just, <laughs> just watch. It's still a great show. Up until season five. Watch until season five and then just pretend mm-hmm. the the ending hasn't come out yet.
0: that's pretty good Uh, so you that was a that was a very reasonable uh response i don't know if you were in on this empress but one of my favorite things to do back when the last season was on as somebody who didn't even watch the show is i would Mm -hmm. just read i would just read all of the criticism that would come out after the latest episode and then come give sarah all the complaints just to see her get all mad about it oh wow (laughs) It was a good time.
2: <laughs> I can only what? imagine this. You know what? Maybe, maybe
1: uh, I'm I'm a fool here, but I I still say that that um the long night episode Game of Thrones fans out there will know what I'm talking about. In the last season, the long night episode was still is like as close to perfect as any episode of that show ever was. It was so good. The rest of it, huh, but the long night that was a good episode and i defended the last season because of that episode um perhaps prematurely
0: well thanks for thanks for um getting round up about game of thrones one more time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a tradition unlike any other and i think that that's about all we have for this week um Am I right? Anybody got anything else? I think we're oh. good. I think we're well, good. Um, good to be back. Good,
2: right?
0: It is it's it's good to be back. You know, uh, check out uh, we'll, we'll we'll try to have some more fun stuff for you all next week. Uh, make sure you 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 like and subscribe. You can get the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll we'll see you next time. Thank you both for creating more content with me. Until next time. Sarah.
2: Keep it spicy.
0: <laughs> Empress. Wash
2: your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. 30
0: And seconds. remember, folks, capitalism is the virus. <laughs> <laughs>